0: I believe we are live. Uh, Yes, we're live on Facebook. We're live on YouTube. Uh, Welcome, everyone, to the Feeling Inspired podcast. I have got an amazing guest today. And unlike some of my previous guests, this one I actually do know a little bit uh, about her. Uh, We actually met first time, I think, back towards the end of 2015. Uh, we were at a networking event and uh, we've remained connected ever since and um, Mammeet and I also have a very strong connection because um, she is the only accredited John Demartini trainer in the UK, I believe is the correct phrase, terminology, is right?
1: I uh, know, not the only accredited, but to senior in Europe. Senior there are in Europe. Yeah, just different levels, that's all it is. Gotcha,
0: no worries. And um, in the past, I've gone and done a lot of uh, stuff with John Demartini as well. I've done a lot of his courses. I've had a chance to spend some one-to-one time with him as well, and I've always been a great admirer of his knowledge, his work, his teachings uh and and someone who has so much power behind what they say uh and i think that that's sometimes quite hard to come by but he's he's an individual is very certain of what he says he's a very um uh big believer in everything that he says like nothing he says is wasted it comes from true understanding and true experience um so before i uh, do the proper introduction of man meat so once again for anyone who's new joining this for the first time my name is amit soda and this is the feel inspired podcast and this is my space i created to help people feel inspired i wanted to recreate those moments where people see something read something hear a podcast read a book whatever it might be and in that instant they have that awakening which helps become the catalyst for the change for the rest of their life. And that's what I wanted to create here. And uh, through having some amazing guests and I've had some incredible ones, as you know, Mammy, I posted uh, that it's been a year since I started this.
1: Yay.
0: And you are guest number 17 and this is episode number 17 uh, of the guest podcast. So I would like to, without further ado, give a huge welcome to the lovely Mammy Chowdhury. So welcome to Feel Inspired.
1: Thank you. First of all, what an amazing name. I, was, I loved it when uh, you first ever came up with it, and a huge congratulations for getting to one year. And you have had some really inspiring guests. So, and I'm I'm actually really inspired to be the one year anniversary type guest. So, thank
0: yeah. you so much. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Actually, I think it was today since it was uh, aired. I think.
1: Oh, wow. I think
0: it was actually the fifth that it was. I made the first announcement. So I could have been wrong. I need to double check it. But anyway, who cares, right? We you're here now and you're with me and it's a pleasure to have you here Uh, and uh, like I said so Mammy comes from um, a very specific school of thinking but obviously she embodies all her own teachers through her her own experience as well Uh, and today we're going to talk to you about kind of cultivating a powerful mindset especially in challenging times and i don't know about you but i'm seeing it so much and to be honest in many ways i'm feeling the effect i would say as well because of every what everyone else is going through i think i'm quite sensitive in that i pick up on the vibes of other people very easily so i feel it too but it's meant for me it's meant i've had to work even harder to keep myself uh on the right frame of mind so i can keep not only keep myself in the right direction but help other people too So I'm not surprised that people are feeling that way. There is so much going on, you know, with coronavirus, the economy, um, you know, the the, the protest of Black Lives Matter, the current climate of so much polarity going on right now. And in fact, we'll touch upon this whole polarity thing because I think that's a fascinating subject as well. But you know, so much going on, right? So before we get to that, the crux of that though, Mammy, why don't you introduce to everyone who you are, what you do, and kind of how, give like a five minute summary of how you've got to this point as well. Like what led you to this point? What started you off on this journey? How you got to this point where you are right now?
1: Yeah, so um, as you said, Mameet Chowdhury and um, well, I am an optimum performance expert. So what I what I do is uh, by using, obviously, as you said, some of the methodologies from Dr. Martini and having a little bit of my own spin on it, um, I help people overcome emotional blocks that are holding them back um, from personal and pro- professional performance too. And that comes from me actually realizing that both were connected. As much as I'd grown up uh, being told, you know, you can go to work um, and leave your own personal stuff at the door. And no matter how much you would try and do that, that just didn't actually end up happening. Um, But I was going through my own journey. And around 2008, I realized that there was personal issues that were happening in my life that were absolutely having an effect on how I was showing up at work, my results. Um, I've been in sales since I was basically 16. And um, typically be number one saleswoman in most of my roles. And then that's when really it just took a nosedive dip. And when it did that, uh, I was like, okay, it's not that I don't know how to sell. So something else must be going on. And, um, you know, to the to the world, to the front, as we kind of do, um, you know, now because we've got so much more social media, I call it fake book and Insta sham.
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: Uh, off, off social media it was more um you know on uh, offline and that was where you just kind of put this front up and and you're kind of trying to act all positive and you're saying everything's great in my life and <clears throat> nothing is wrong at all but um on the inside basically um I mean, I was I was really you know really down with lots of stuff that was happening um I was going through some relationship issues which I know you know a lot about, um, and I was also having some health issues, some family issues, and um, definitely some financial issues. So I like to call that period of my life, you know, issuesgalore dot com. <laughs> <So. laughs>
0: I love it. <laughs> I, I love it how you can wrap it up in that. Now you know it's easy to look back and do that, right? Of course.
1: Yeah, of course. And uh, you know, I think whenever we go through things, right, we 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 can always go like many days, weeks, years afterwards, and go, oh. That was you know what happened and call it something different but that was what really inspired me to bring me to dr martini's work it wasn't about having to wait years before you could look back on something but actually be able to transform your situation as you're going through it um so i've been doing positive thinking for a long time and that was uh the very thing that i was trying to obtain in my life trying to be happy and positive all the time and that's where i was definitely being humbled by a lot of challenges uh to keep me in balance as you said earlier you know with the polarizations yeah so i'd gone so far down um the rabbit hole uh that i you know i say and it almost felt like there was no light at the end of the tunnel and i you know i had actually um thought of ending my life because i thought that that was the better option I thought, well, you know, rather than having to deal with all of this, I think uh, the planet and everyone is just going to be much better if I just leave, you know. So um, that was when I came across Dr. Martini uh, in my life. And um, I say, well, that definitely allowed me just to understand a lot more about how the universe works. How does our life work when he spoke more about how to embrace both challenge and support um, both the positive and negative and not trying to obtain something that's unobtainable and trying to avoid the things that are unavoidable so um, I started my journey with him back in 2008 and uh, you know I knew when I first attended uh, his programs it had such a transformational effect on me I knew that I wanted to do that for other people but I'm a I'm a real firm believer you know like don't try and put on other people's oxygen mask on before you've put your own on. So um, I just been continuously, you know, I did a lot more vigorous work on myself then and still do today. But of course, it was very much about, you know, I'd say healing my perceived wounds um, at the time. So uh, and then I obviously took the journey of becoming a certified trainer and then a senior. And uh, it feels like I've done a, a couple of degrees to get to where I am <laughs> in his, uh, you know, in his mastery. So. So, yeah, that's
0: where I am now. Beautiful, beautiful. And uh, while I'm at it, I was just going to say as well, for anyone watching right now as well, don't forget you can pose any questions to Mammy as well. I'm keeping an eye on the comments. Uh, so let us know if anything comes up, and even if it doesn't come up right now, because I'm the kind of person who will have a 1,000 questions after it's over. So if that's the case, <laughs> yeah. you can always write questions after. Uh, we can always come back to you as well, so don't worry about that. Uh, now, for anyone who doesn't know, by the way, <clears throat> Uh, Dr. John Martini was uh, one of the people featured in The Secret, uh, famously, uh, as I would affectionately call him, the, the man with curtains, the curtains haircut, um, <laughs> don't tell him I yeah. said that yet, yeah. um,
1: he uh, I think you'll agree, he knows. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, and, and that's where I first came across him as well. And then I went to do, uh, I did a few things with him, actually. I did the Breakthrough Experience Weekend, but I also did, um, he did a speed reading course back then as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And I did that with him. And and then I was, when I was on radio doing a chat show, I managed to spend some time with him and interview him. And um, But that's where he uh, first, uh, where I first came across him was in The Secret. Uh, and I believe actually you were on Professional Asian recently talking to uh, talking. Talking to Zam with uh, John De Martini as well. Um. Yeah. Uh, which uh, must have been a good experience as well with so many people over there. But um, let's start. Let's In fact, let's take a right. Let's take a, a swoop right in then to talk about this mind, this issue of mindset or this challenge of mindset right now. But firstly, w- what for you, let's give it some terms of reference, because what does it mean to you? Because I know I have my own f- philosophy around mindset, what it means uh, and in terms of the whole concept of mastering your mind. But what does it what does it mean for you? What does it what does that whole term mean? Because everyone's got a kind of a different approach or a different kind of perception of what it actually means So what does it mean to you
1: yeah what a great question um i i know i can expect great questions from you know somebody like you that interviews so many people that's such a big personality on radio it's like <laughs> i can expect that um, <laughs> um so basically i think for me in my perception what what i what i do perceive it to mean is you've got the mind that's obviously made, you know, I mean, when you ask, well, where is the mind firstly, right? There's, you know, some people, some scientists kind of say, well, it's this kind of energy field outside of us. Some say it's in the brain. And in fact, science hasn't been able to prove where that is. So I like, first of all, I like to say that to people, you know, when someone comes to me and they go, I'm just out of my mind, you know? And I I, I go, really? I go, where is it to begin with to be, for you to be out of? <laughs> you know? And it kind of, they just go, huh what do you mean so what a way um, to
0: shape their state
1: yeah exactly (laughs) um so i think when we look at the mind i I i'll bring it to um you know the brain itself allowing us to have what we call emotional reactions and it happens on any spectrum being positive or negative, because any time we're perceiving something to be positive, we're going to be infatuated with it. And, you know, any time, anything that we have in our life, whether it be a guy, whether it be a business opportunity, whether it be a contract, whether it be, if we're more seeing more positives than negatives, it's going to take up time and space in our mind. Um, and similarly, if we see something and perceive it to be negative, Uh, You know, we see more challenges. We see more drawbacks. Uh, We're going to be on the other spectrum and it's still going to take up time and space. So either one of these has us in an emotional reaction state. And what I what I think is so amazing about our brain is that we have something called, you know, the prefrontal cortex, what we uh, some people call it like the executive mind. But that part of the brain, which typically is like here, um, allows us to step out of ourselves and basically look back and analyze things and be able to see things more objectively than subjectively. And I think what is so great about that is it is allows us to get out of this emotional reaction and right back into action when we see more balance with things. Um, and I think that's really key is that It's not about swinging like the pendulum from one side to another, but it's and it also doesn't mean that you're never going to be emotionally reactive. You know, when when you do learn to how to manage your emotions, it just means that you might recognize, okay, I'm now seeing something to be a little bit more positive. What could possibly, you know, be the downsides if I see something to be negative? What could possibly be the upsides of what I'm going through? So that it allows you to come back and experience moments of um you know gratitude and balance and that when i say your mindset is about mastering the mindset allowing any emotional reactions uh that do come up and actually bring them back into balance is what i would perceive to be mastery of your mind
0: Beautifully put. I love that, and I think that what you've just said, not everyone will understand, and I don't mean that in a a condescending way, but I just think it's one of oh. these things that not everyone has kind of thought about it in that way. Uh, yeah. And whereas I know you absolutely do, and you teach it, and I do as well. I ca- I call it the power of being centered, and everyone has a different terminology for it. But um, I think that how you explain it's different to what I would say in just in my terminology, but it's exactly the same concept, which is that. We have this device through which we can, um, I guess not for what, you know, for want of a better phrase, not rationalize, but actually kind of take a, 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 an outside look to uh, an observer style look at our emotions, our reactions, what we're doing, what we're perceiving. And then ultimately, then through that, decide to choose to see it a different way. Uh, act a different way, think a different way about it, perceive it a different way, whatever it might be. Uh, And I couldn't agree with you more. And I think that this is where the power begins. In fact, I was writing a script earlier about a new video and just talking about that very same thing, that it all starts with our our, our perception, our choice, uh, and our understanding that that, that our mind is that tool, it's that muscle that enables us to actually then direct and choose how we perceive. Uh, And I think that that for me is always the genesis, the starting point.
1: yeah absolutely and you put it lovely you know it is it's it's simply put in the way that when we do um it's when we recognize it for sure um you know we have that choice and 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 when you said it's the, the perception choice like when i understand well from what i understand we only ever have control over three things um and that is our perception and then our perception drives our decisions which then drives our actions so, you know, obviously, you're, what you're saying is choices is what I'm saying is decisions. And either way, that's going to drive our actions. And those are the only three things that we really have control over in our life. So, um, you know, everything else is kind of like, you know, it's, it's running the show. It's how we then obviously uh, react and, and act towards it, too.
0: So I, I think, yeah, you make some amazing points there as well. And then I think uh, ultimately now then the question becomes, OK, so what do you do in a situation? What can one the average Joe or Janet or Janine or whatever name that we want to attach to it can do in a situation where we've got so much going on in the world right now? So much perceived negativity, challenge, you know, um, uncertainty, so many different things going on right now. How can one be expected to to manage their mindset? their emotions when you know all this crap is going on right and it is I mean I I think even for the most powerful human being in the world there's quite a lot to process right now Um, I sometimes think to myself what would you know what would I do when I put myself into my highest state even then I sometimes struggle to think about what I would do in certain situations especially in relation to everything that's going on right now and um, and I think then it makes me think about all the people who are perhaps not so emotionally prepared or they haven't had the right nurturing to be in a situation where they, they can manage their mind, their emotions and so forth. So for, for the person out there who's watching this and thinking, um, you know, it, you know, we, we, we often say, it, don't we, For you know, it's all right for you to say you're already in a good place. Right. But for someone who's struggling and not in that place right now, where can they start to? sort of process and understand and make sense of everything that's going on and also uh, then as a result kind of start to feel better and be not not in control but in being in control of one's response to everything that's going on right now
1: yeah i think uh you said it you know the important word which you and i both kind of used but you said it in the sentence now is like what do we do with all the uh perceived negativity you know and i think that perceive is our friend you know, because it is really about how we're seeing things, um, and when we see things more reactive, we're going to also show up in that way. Whether it be in our business, whether it be in our relationships, it's going—it's going to affect whatever uh, you know stance we take because of the way that we're seeing things. But if we just look at—and and this might be a little um, shocking to people. But everything that's going on right now and has been through years and goes on every second and will continue to do so is neutral. And the only thing that makes it positive or negative is if we don't perceive it to either serve or that it's disserving. So any time and disservice is just in other words for positive or negative. So for example, um, during this time, I've been really busy with people because this is the time that they've needed to manage their emotions um, and the some of the entrepreneurs are going through quite a few challenges right now um, some have used the time to obviously use it as an opportunity and gone right how can i get into um, creation mode how can i serve at this point point? Um, and some people have gone really down into this is going to affect my business i'm never going to be able to recover from this i might as well just give up now you know, and these are just two ways of looking at the same problem. So I think what happens is um, you know I, I, I mentioned uh, that we're all uh, you know r- going on this one radio station we're all operating from one radio station I know you're on a very famous one but <laughs> the radio station that we're all operating from um, is WIifM and that is what's in it for me. And until we see that whatever is going on serves what's in it for me, we will be emotionally reactive. Um, And so when we're looking at anything that is challenging and we ask ourselves, how is that very situation helping me in achieving what's important to me? How is it helping me fulfill, uh, you know, what's important to me and all? Um, you know, areas of life, be that financially, how is it helping me? How is it helping me in my family? How is it helping me, um, you know, physically? How is it helping me in my spiritual quest? Like, if you start to ask such quality questions and you're stacking up the benefits, how is it benefiting me? Until you see that the very thing you're experiencing is on the way in, of your life, not in the way, if you don't get to that, you'll be emotionally reactive. And, you know, I'm a business owner too. And so it's not to say I didn't react, but it did take me, I wasn't reactive. I think the first emotional reaction I had about this coronavirus, for example, going on was the day we went into lockdown. And uh, the day that the speech was made, um, I really had an emotional reaction in that I was so annoyed that so much fear was being, uh, you know, driven into people you know instilled into people based on media and based on what was being said etc and now that's what was going to drive them and in fact you know I knew that because I was emotionally reactive if people are coming to me to help have them as you said centered unless I was centered myself there was no way I was going to be able to help them So I started to do quite a bit of work myself. I literally wrote down all the benefits of the coronavirus to me um, and my business, and I also started to see what things were I was able to create that I wouldn't have been able to. I mean, you know, I created and uh, did masterminds that have been on the back burner for for a good few months, you know, but now having the time and having the ability to have people access it online was definitely you know something i could serve and i think whenever we are in you know when we don't follow whatever is a priority for us and if we don't prioritize our day and we don't follow high priority actions in our life we will be you know caught with the mundane kind of oh my god this is really bad this is going to bring us down and you just look you know you really go like i said and i You know, done back 2008 is just you go down that rabbit hole Um, and it didn't matter I I know because I've been through it it didn't matter what anyone said to me back then there was no light at the end of the tunnel you know until I firstly like you said made the choice that I do want to look at this differently and then of course had access to the quality questions to ask myself I think that's the first thing is the willingness to even want to look at something to be more neutral than be reactive Um, because anytime you're reactive you know you're you're just taking up that as i said time and space in your mind and when you're doing that you're not going to be able to achieve much but when you're you know when you see things being on the way you just literally it's almost like um you know I call it I mean I like cricket right so uh you know it's like when you're when you're <laughs> when you're there and it's like okay all right that one was a four you know okay that one was a six um this one and then it's like you'll get suddenly you'll get a oh that's out and you go great how do I get back in the game so you know it's just like it's the next innings that every challenge you know that we're going through i don't know where my analogies are coming from clearly cricket's (laughs) on my mind (laughs) that's all right
0: we we love sporting analogies it's fine
1: yeah i'm missing my cricket now um but you know it is it's very much the challenges that we get is almost like the next innings it's taking us to because when we dealt with one challenge doesn't mean we're ever going to get rid of them You know, uh, we just go on to the next one. And if we are living in our highest priority and we're doing things that are important to us, we welcome the challenges. When we're doing things that are, you know, really low in our priority list, the things that we don't, you know, that we need outside motivation for, not the things that we're inspired by, we'll want to avoid any type of challenge because it's easier to do that. And we'll go, oh, well, now we've got a challenge that I'll kind of give up. But, you know... Uh, Whoever's listening here, I mean, whether you're a mom, whether you're a a professional, whether you're, uh, you know, your own business, if that's really important to you, whatever challenge comes, it's like for a mom, you know, you've got a crying baby at night. That's a challenge. But you go, you, you go, you look to overcome it because bringing the baby up is important and it's the same thing with us business owners that are experiencing these challenges now if it's important enough for you and you ask the quality questions to help you see that whatever is going on for you now is actually helping you on the way and you know i don't i don't i don't perceive coronavirus to be negative i don't perceive it to be positive i perceive that there are drawbacks and downsides and negatives and there are positives upsides and benefits equally you know yeah is it a bit of a like come and rock my world in the middle of when i'm kind of okay you know yes but okay now i'm adjusting because you know if we just look at stress we'll tend to we'll tend to do stress because you know you and i both know it's a state that we can change so i say we do it when we're we're not being adaptable to change because you only have resilience when you're adaptable to change Um, Otherwise, you'll just do stress because you'll be like, oh, my God, this is happening. And now I'm getting all stressed and I can't see a way out and I can't do this. But I think enough of us have gone through what we perceived to be stressful, uh, you know, situations and we've come out of them. It's uh, you know, it's like you you and I were just saying a little while ago about looking back and going, yeah, I overcame that. So anything you're experiencing moving forward is no different. And uh, I do like to tell people that you're never given a challenge you can't solve. And there are reasons that you get specific challenges and other people don't. And other people get challenges that you don't, you know, the other way around as well. It's like if you see it, there's all different challenges because you're ready for the ones that are given to you
0: yeah there's a there was as soon as you were saying that there was a quote that came to mind but it's just it's fizzled out of my head but it'll, it'll come back to me but there's a quote that uh, kind of sums exactly what you said up really nicely and the other thing you were talking about reminds me of what Jim Carrey says as well he goes things are not happening to you they're happening for you uh, and again I was just writing about that literally about half an hour ago uh, and I think that's so true like uh, yeah. again it does come down to the perception of it but like for me this whole period of time has actually been quite incredible because um, um, as you saw right just before or just as lockdown was beginning i injured my knee and um, i was getting ready for the marathon and to be honest i wasn't 100 percent ready to the point and be satisfied so i was actually kind of glad that my injury happened um, because it gave me more time to prepare Uh, and then also what's happened is that um, uh, obviously we've been at home me and my wife have been at home we've been um, we work in the same office space as well so we're always together but we've actually i know this has been a challenge for some people and don't get me wrong there's been there's been moments but it's actually brought us much closer together and we actually go for walks in the morning together and even on the days when i run i kind of run back and forth we keep pace with each other um i've been reading a book a week or listening to an audiobook a week and i've been devouring knowledge like i've never devoured in my life before i've learned so much more and i'm just going through this incredible phase right don't get me wrong as well like you i have faced my challenges as well hell yeah face my challenges but it, equally it's also been one of the most incredible times for me as well yeah. and um uh, and that's the way I've taken it on board now i don't know about you right um there, there's another sl- sort of slightly different term for this which is imposter syndrome but this is slightly different i don't know about you but do you ever feel that, so this is more of a personal question to you that little bit of guilt when things are going well for you and other people are going through a really shitty time Because I think that that for me is quite hard sometimes because you don't want to come across as being you know as rubbing it in someone's face if you know what I mean right now I know a lot of people will come to you because they're seeking your help but there are equally a number of people who may look at your situation and think it's all right for her it's okay for her how dare she come to me and tell me all this stuff because you know my I've got I've got four kids to look after I'm by myself I'm a single parent Uh, I've lost family during coronavirus this that the other so I'm kind of playing devil's devil's advocate for a bit Yeah. but uh, I'm sure you've experienced it too right and you know you go through these motions i know i do uh, and how do you keep yourself balanced and centered in a state like that when you know you're approached by people as as i, I know i am too and i'm sure you are as well daily where they're going through a traumatic time uh, and it's easier than to feel almost a sense of guilt for the position you're in as opposed to them. How do you keep yourself on an even keel, or keep yourself in that balanced, grateful state, and not get too you know, mowed down into one state or the other? How do you kind of, what sort of tricks or tactics do you use or kind of methods do you use to keep yourself going and keep yourself in a good state?
1: Yeah, I think the, 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 the gratitude and centered state um, are fleeting moments that we experience. So no one, uh can ever stay there you know so um like completely the whole time i think that line you know that that peaceful what we perceive to be peaceful line happens at the end of our life when the monitor goes dee you know that's when you get what
0: you mean your life isn't perfect all the time come on come on you always look so radiant so well come on i don't believe you
1: And you know what, like the more my clients, sometimes my clients, um, you know, even think that I I let them know the shit that's going on in in, in my life, you know, so that they'd see me as human, just as human too, you know? And for that, I mean, like, and I said, I put my challenges up, you know, on my social media so people know what it is I'm, I'm going through, that it's not all, you know, uh, what do they call it, bed, bed of roses, for for anyone, because I'm just as human as, as human as anybody else. So, yeah, my challenges might be in different ways, um, but it doesn't mean I've have, I've have, you know suddenly transcended all my challenges and you know reached enlightenment kind of thing I, I don't think there's anybody on the earth that has um you know and i think well i think
0: if you do you're dead anyway you leave your body i
1: think whoever tells you just check their pulse because yeah. <laughs> you have to you have to have a judgment in order to have a physical form yeah. um you know which is obviously you know on a science level we, we can explore that in a second but I think what's really important, um, Amit, is that when clients come to me, and um, I do sometimes deal with uh, you know, what people perceive to be very traumatic um, experiences, and um, I think when you say what allows me to stay in that state is that my certainty exceeds their doubt. My certainty that there is an absolute order in what's happened for them a bit just like how you said Jim Carrey's quote, it's happening for you, not to you. My certainty that whatever they've gone through is happening for them exceeds their doubt, which is, I'm not sure this is happening for me, it's happening to me. And I think that any time, and and look, that hasn't come overnight. You know, that certainty hasn't just gone, oh, well, you know, suddenly I wake up with a certainty. No, Mm -hmm. it's come by working on myself for so many years, but also working with clients that, um, but this is where I, going back to where I said, I didn't want to work with clients unless I'd, you know, applied the tools um, and the Martini method in my own life to see where is the perfection that he talks about? You know, where is this certainty of, yes, there is always going to be both sides. And it was that, you know, over and over of all the experiences that I'd been through that I thought was traumatic at the time, that I thought was painful. When I saw that in my life, And then when I started to work with clients and I was seeing it more and more in their life, I mean, I've been doing what I do now for like, gosh, nearly 15 years. So seeing that there is, I can honestly say with, you know, with, with hand on my heart is that there is nothing somebody hasn't been through that doesn't have a hidden divine order in it. It's just a matter of asking the right questions. So, you know, sometimes when people come to me, um, they'll say, Uh, which is why I get this kind of feedback is she's very supportive of you, but she is a bull. (laughs) They say she's a bull or she's, uh, she's really challenging you or she'll really poke you where it hurts because I want them to see the, I want them to see the perfection in their life. I want them to see that once they get to that state of gratitude of not acceptance of, yeah, I accept what happened to me. Gratitude to the point where they say there is nothing I would change about what I've been through, and I would go through it again without changing anything. That's—I um, kid you not. Let me show you. Look, I have a—I have a magic wand in my office. <laughs> I right? love it. And I—and I actually say, so I have a magic wand. Is there anything that you would like to have changed about that? And until they say no, I don't stop. And I think that's what, when when I have to deal with clients in that way, that's what keeps me centered. Um, do I feel guilt when my life's kind of going uh, great, as you said? Uh, no, because I know it's not always going great. <laughs> I know that there has the other side. So also I think you know what ha- ends up happening is that when you see that, again, when you know that other people, whatever they're going through has both sides and there's, it's just a matter of them seeing that order, you don't get attached to the fact that what they're seeing is negative and you, you start going, poor you. And for that, whether, you know, people call me, oh, you're not compassionate or what? No. Well, in fact, when you look at the definition of, of compassion, um, you know, the compassion means that you're buying into somebody else's story because it's a wound that you haven't healed yourself now if i feel that i have compassion for someone i know there's a part of them that's reminding me of a part of me that i haven't yet seen the perfection in and i've only ever about two or three times in my whole coaching career stopped uh client sessions because i've noticed that and i've said i need to stop the session right now i just need to go and do some work for myself because i can't bring order to your chaos unless I see the order in it for myself. And um, once I've gone away and done that, like, you know, sometimes I've been stuck on a session. And um, I when I realized that, I, I, I and don't, you know, my client was pissed off with me for actually, you know, counseling. He's like, are you being serious? I'm like, yep. And I know why. And when we came back, like 15 minutes later, we were done with his situation. And he was like, what just happened? Why? Why did it take us so long last time? I said, because I couldn't see the order in it. So therefore, your doubt was over, it was actually overpowering my um, doubt as well. So therefore, we are two people who are doubtful that there's actually anything going on here that's going for you. Um, And that's like putting two people together that are going to kind of go, oh, that's really bad. And that, you know, so until I could see that, there was no way I was going to be able to help him. So um, I think the more and more we start to see that, and I'm very safe, that's why I, spend the time before i worked with anybody for the coronavirus challenges i thought if i don't see the order in this myself i will not be able to help people through this tough time
0: yeah no absolutely and when you were talking that reminded me of a situation i was in as well with a client um who'd uh, lost a child to suicide and i remember when i took that on board i really had to be ready for that uh and actually I felt I got ready quite quickly in and I say that because I've experienced so much loss in my life as well that I felt very certain that I could help them through this this period of their life uh, and get them to see the balance and understand it Uh, and the reason I kind of asked you that loaded question a little bit right because it was kind of a self-inflicted thing as well and it made me realize that actually sometimes when you're if you're posting on social media because someone said it to me recently as well they said it's they said it's okay for you I can I can see your life is going really well right now and I'm like uh, like and this is why actually I put up a video I think you may have seen it about two about three four months ago um, saying that actually I think people uh, take it not they don't take it the wrong way but people see it the way they want to see it but ultimately actually if anything coaches have a lot more to go through because they are taking on not only their own stuff but other people's stuff as well don't get me wrong everyone's going through something to a level but as a coach you have to be ready to be able to um be in a position right as you said to be able to uh, take on board what someone else is saying and have that certainty that you can help them through that and also not let it affect you right and you were talking about it that sometimes when you were with those two or three clients it was you know you had to stop for a second uh, because their their reasoning was overpowering you uh, and I think we're uh, doing what we do we're in a situation where we've got to be ready to to take on board pretty much anything that comes our way I know I've dealt with a, a, a a variety of things not only in my life but what other people have dealt with as well uh and so my life is definitely far from perfect far from going good all the time i have my ups and downs just like everyone else day i could be feeling perfectly on top of the moon five minutes and then five minutes later i'm as like what the hell is going on with me right now but i know what it takes to keep me relatively centered during the course of a day so that i can manage myself and my life much better um but yeah, so let's talk a little bit more because you touched upon it as well and this whole idea of you you were talking about it. Firstly, of course, um, priorities, values, things like that, the whole concept of axiology, which I'm pretty sure that not everyone will know about. But uh, it's an important thing to bring into this as well. And then we'll talk more yeah. about the perception side of things as well. So um, so, yeah, kind of touch upon that and your your learnings and experience in that in that arena. <coughs>
1: Yeah, sure. Um, well, I I do perceive that uh, values not like what normal people call honesty, integrity, authenticity, or uh, you know loyalty or anything like that, but values being what's most important to us, um, and really, it's in a, it operates in a hierarchy, and it's the I call it it's the fundamental almost master key to understanding yourself and other people and i i tell you what like this was a game changer for me to understand human behavior because the challenges i was going through the only question i had was there was just one question um it it started with w and ended with y which was (laughs) why um it was it was very much why why is this individual being like this why am i doing this um, why are they reacting in this way or why? And it almost like, you know, it was, it was all outside pretty much blaming. But, you know, you kind of look at it and you just go, why? Why is this all happening? Why are these people being like this? Why are they acting in this way? And why am I reacting in this way? And I think values really gave me the answer to that. Um, the study of axiology, as you said, um, goes right back to ancient Greeks. Um, and you know, I've, I learned it all uh, through Dr. Demartini's Martini's um, eyes, and then went and researched it myself. And it is very much the most important ology there is to understanding human behavior, but it's the least studied ology, which is really interesting, right? Because you've got all the other sociology, psychology, and all this, but when we talk about axiology, people don't really, um, you know, know about it. Mm. So um, the study of uh, axiology, the Greeks really understood. And what they said is that whatever's most important to us is actually our, you know, chief aim. It's what's most important. It's the end in mind that we have. And they called it actually telos, uh, the actual word for what we would call your inspiration, your mission being telos. That's what they called it. And then they made a further study um, called teleology now the study of teleology is meaning and purpose what is our life what's the meaning and purpose behind our life so the the uh the meaning and purpose behind our life comes back then to what values are and so values are the as i said is uh, another word i like to give it because i know you said you know we like to simplify is your gps that's directing uh you know your soul you turn left you turn right kind of thing um and what that does is What it is, is when you actually understand what what it is, it's operating in a hierarchy from what's most important right down to what's least important. And whatever is most important to you, you are inspired from within to do. Uh, You don't need anybody to remind you to do it. It's almost second nature. And anything that's low in your priorities, you will always need outside motivation to do it. Which is why sometimes people say to me, are you a motivational speaker? um or an a motivational coach. And I, I love the I love that question because I say, no, yeah. I'm never gonna motivate you to do something you don't want to do. I can help you be inspired, which comes back to your podcast name here, feel inspired. Yeah. Right. Um because people will be motivated and it has you know it has a, a kind of I'd say a a temporary effect, you know, uh short term. But eventually, you know, you tend you will always go back to what your values are so you know it's from what's most important right down to what's least important whatever is most important on our list uh we will be reliable disciplined and focused and whatever is uh, least important we will hesitate procrastinate will frustrate and as i said we need outside motivation to even get us to do it we'll only do it if someone either punishes us or rewards us you know whereas whatever we're inspired by um you know we we don't need to be reminded and when it comes to that whatever we are most inspired by and that means like you know uh, so for example if Somebody in a household, you know, there's a there's a t- typical mother, a household mother, you know, she's going to filter everything through those values. So if she's a mom, she's going to look for children's things, you know, everything to fulfill her being a mom, which is children's clothes, children's shoes, children's books. And let's say, you know, she's married to a businessman. He's going to filter everything through his business side of things, right? Which is where he's going to be operating from. Now, if the mother challenges him uh, in his highest priority, which is his business, he's going to feel challenged because she's challenging challenging his highest priorities. He'll shut down, not want to communicate with her because now he says, you're basically challenging my highest priority and therefore, you're bad. Yeah. And the opposite, obviously, if she supports him in the highest priority, he's going to label her good. So, these values, when I said understanding human behavior, the reason is A, you now understand yourself. So, you understand, okay, this is what makes, uh, you know, th- makes me feel inspired, as you said. Um, and I'm obviously doing it from within. I don't need to be reminded to do it. Um, I'm making my emotions now against this value list. Because if you challenge me, I'll be mean, if you support me, I'll be nice, which then brings in, you're never going to be nice or only nice or ever only mean, because you're going to be nice and mean, kind and cruel, uh, you know, giving and taking all based on these value system. Um, and then you also make your decisions based on it, too. So, you know, if we make our decisions that some, somebody is giving us, a, you know, an opportunity to do something, let's say, we're only going to say yes if we see it fulfills our values and our priorities. You know, there are times that people will say, I'm too busy, Um, and they're never too busy. They're just putting their priority of what they're doing higher than the opportunity or, um, you know, uh, uh, what's another, I was trying to think of another word for opportunity now. can't remember now option right they're giving you an option whatever option you're giving them is just not they're not seeing how it's fulfilling their priorities remember i said that radio station yeah uh (laughs) what's in it for me that's what we're thinking the whole time what's in it for me what's in it for me um as much as people say by the way they don't or there is a selfless act um you know they've always got something in it for them otherwise they wouldn't do it and you know that again goes back to their values Uh, when i by the way i just i I just want to run off on the little story here about this selfless act right because the first time i heard this i was a bit like really what so they can't be anything that can just be like for no reason and um, I thought, but what about the people, you know, uh, in the gurdwara which is obviously the Sikh temple, right? I thought, what about those people that go and do these, uh, you know, Seva, they call it, right? So it's charity work. What about them? So, you know what? I thought, I'm not leaving this to people for anybody to tell me. If someone's told me something, I'll test it out, right? So I went. Uh, one Sunday to to the Gurdwara, and I, there's a few regular kind of um, aunties and uncles who are there pretty much every week, even during the day, uh, in the weekdays, and I chose three people, one that worked in the kitchen, one who would clean, like, tidy up the shoes, and um, one who would, like, sit on the, um, uh, like, within the, um kitchen area but not like actually cooking but he would just like sit there anyway i went to these three people and you know i said so i said to the guy who cleans the uh, shoe area i said what why do you choose to do this you know um like every week you're here or during the day you come here what why do you actually come here to do this and he said well when i'm here he said i do get to meet all different types of people that come and give their shoes you know And I thought, so what does that give you? And he goes, I just love meeting new people. And I thought, ah, that's interesting. So he's clearly getting that met while he's doing what people would normally call selfless. Whereas in that, there's a selfless and equally selfish act being done, right? He's serving himself as he is equally serving other people i'm not saying it's good or bad but i saw an exchange there and i thought okay that's one let me go and ask the auntie who does all the cooking you know and so i said to her what about you when you're preparing you know the longer like what, what is it why do you?" Keep come and do that and make the effort she goes oh you know I get to meet all my friends while we're cooking the food and you know we have a good chin wag and we start talking about all these things and we talk about different recipes as well and then she said the ultimate thing because I was like so how does that help you how does that help you she said the ultimate is when they do cook, cook the longer and people come at the end and they say oh it's really nice longer today you know she says that for me is very fulfilling so i was like okay and she in ironically she's lives alone so if you think about she lives alone she wouldn't have that at home she comes to the gurdwara she comes to the temple to get that value that priority of hers met which is i feed people i'm not feeding anybody at home i'm on my own just feed my one self and who's gonna you're not gonna like typically go hmm today i made some really good food <laughs>
0: <And> I, <laughs> unless you're looking in the mirror and you're a little bit mm.
1: yeah and then the third guy you know i said to him and i said what do you get from coming here and you just sit and he just basically said he said i get to um you know i get really connected with my creator by listening to the shepherds by listening to the hymns that you know we have there and he goes i just get to do that so what the reason I, i i bring that up because it's just to say that doing selfless or selfish is it's not one sided is to understand that we are all getting an exchange no matter what depending on how we look at it we are all getting our values met and the only time you're in relationships or you're in friendships or you're working for someone you will only ever be loyal to fulfilling your own highest priorities and if other people in those relationships Fulfill it more than anybody else. You're with them. Otherwise, you're looking for somebody else better on the market in in terms of uh, relationships, as as you know. So, you know.
0: Now I know there's going to be a lot of people watching that who are going to d- disagree with this initially because uh, obviously could, to them it could be quite a new concept. Um yeah. but I tell you what is quite interesting is um exactly what you said and if I try and reiterate it I'll be paraphrasing a lot but it's um Denzel Washington talks a lot about this and in one of his uh, speeches one of his commencement speeches he was talking about this and he said the highest form of service is self-service. Um something along those lines. Uh, And I think people don't always realise that uh, and I mean I would probably phrase it slightly differently. I think people want to serve but also serve themselves and I think again it comes in equal measure um and um and i think it's something important to recognize like you said right it's about our values and what we find is our highest priority for ourselves and when we understand that and rather than trying to fight against it but acknowledge it then you're working with yourself rather than again and pushing against something which is not you know serving you you know by trying to you know push it away but it's actually true and you understand that actually and and for me as well the the point being the ultimate um uh point about this is that it, it, it in the form of highest self-service right we've come full circle now you're able to serve better as like you were saying right you need to make sure you know to use a a, a common film example right you filled your cup first before you went and tried to fill anyone else's which i think it's mm-hmm. it's fundamental
1: yeah um, absolutely i think that whole there's so and you said you know you're right people do when i heard it that's what i'm saying when i heard that concept the first time I was like, nah, this doesn't sit right with me. So <laughs> this is like I had to go and test it, right? My own kind of almost field research in the place that I thought people do most selfless acts, right? Um, but when we see what it, what is actually living an inspired and meaningful life, my definition of living an inspired and meaningful life is service to others equals service to self. Because if you serve other people, you are serving yourself in the same way. And that is actually fulfilling whatever's most important
0: to you. Bravo! I completely agree. Uh, we've we've kind of digressed a little bit, but I'm not too worried about that. But I want to kind of talk a little bit about um, going back to the, the the original topic, which is about kind of our mindset mastery. Um, yes. uh, and especially in these challenging times. So with everything going on right now, with everything happening, uh, it being over the news, this is going on, that is going on that, um, the world is collapsing around us as we know it, the climate, you know, the, um, or this polarized, um, political climate, if you like, um, coronavirus and everything else going on, right. How can someone, um, Remain on a relatively even keel considering everything that's going on right now. What can, you know, the average person watching this, what's the best bit of advice you can give them? Because, you know, um, I I feel very privileged that I've been in a situation that um, I'm I'm at this stage in my life. I am right now considering where we're at, what's going on. But I had to go through a lot to get here. Um, and to get to this point, I had to, like I said, go through a lot, but it means that I'm able to then evaluate and change my perception of what's going on around us right now. But not everyone's in that situation. You know, for some people, this could be, you know, we, we talk about the younger generation or just people in general who are struggling to, to make sense of everything going on. What would you say to people like that? Or someone, the average person who's just watching this right now. And I know there's no average person as such, per se, but, you know, for want of a better phrase, you know, someone who's just trying to live their life and just do the best they can.
1: Yeah, I think uh, whatever situation we're in, I mean, and, and, and you mentioned something very early on, which is polarities. And I think, yes, there are all these challenges going on. Uh, you know, with the coronavirus is the, 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 you know, the Black Lives Matter, all this kind of thing. And it's, it's very interesting when you understand that there is always both sides, you'll see that the more constrained we've become through coronavirus, the more we're fighting for freedom in the Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. It's like, you, you know, you see these perfect poles, um, you know, of two opposites and you go, huh. you see this is where the comp like basically the balance is happening too but I think when we look at all of this and as you said when the average person just goes how do I deal with what's going on well first of all whenever we are not appreciating our current life and not seeing it being on the way in our life and we're kind of saying it no it's in the way of what was going on before we've created a fantasy in our mind because we're We're thinking that life would only be better if we didn't have this, we didn't have this and we didn't have this. It would be better if we had this and we had this and we had this and this was going on. So we already have a fantasy of how we think life should be. And now our current reality isn't matching that fantasy. So therefore, we'll do all these like negative emotions. Because any time you see, we we're only we only have two forms of fear in our life. We either fear losing those things we like, and when things are going great for us in our perception, we don't want to lose that, so we fear losing that. And anytime that things are going in our perception bad, or we're seeing other people go through it, we fear having that in our life. We fear gaining that in our life. Those are the two fears that drive us, really. And the moment you see that if you had your life the way you wished and hoped it should be right now, the key question to ask is, What are the drawbacks? What are the downsides? What are the negatives? If my life was like that right now? And you keep listing them and you keep bringing them up and don't, don't, you know, cop out and say, oh, I don't know, no. Really hold yourself accountable and ask those questions because yes, the very thing you think is positive does have the other side because you can't get a one-sided magnet in life. You know, you can't have uh, one without the other, which is very much like the glass is half full and it's half empty at the same time. It's not one or the other. So if we hold yourself accountable and really ask yourself, what are the downsides if my life really looked like that right now? And only keep going until you see it being neither good or bad. Not when you suddenly now go, oh, that would be really bad if I had that because you've just gone too far. All these these questions I'm giving you are just to bring you into balance so you can see it being neither good or bad. And that's when you have gratitude for your life. The other is when you see things to be negative of whatever's going on, write a list of everything you're experiencing that you perceive as negative in your life right now. Anything that's going on, any challenge you're going through and ask how does it serve me right now? How is it helping me achieve what's most important? What is it giving me um, that I would not have if I didn't go through this challenge right now? And again, keep listing it. do um, And I'm going to say it again, hold yourself accountable. Don't say I can't see it. I can't is just your brain saying you don't want to. If you've got a desire to look, you will find the answers. Your intuition is very strong and your intuition um, is this part of the brain. where, Let's say um, I'm going to give this really simple. It's like, you know, when something's going amazing in your life and suddenly you get this voice going, this is too good to be true. Well, that is your intuition letting you know you've gone far too above balance line and it's trying to get you to come down by looking at the downsides. And when we're going through the crap in our life, that voice in our head goes, gosh, there's got to be something good that comes out of this. And that's our intuition trying to say, hey, listen, mate, you're not looking at the upside, You're not looking at the benefits. Let's take a look at that. And the moment you bring your fantasy Off this pedestal you've got it on and you bring that down to balance and you bring your current reality out of what you think is a pit and you bring that back to balance you have true gratitude for your life you see that all these things that are going on be it coronavirus be it you know um not making money or whatever it is you see that to be perfect you have more gratitude for your life with no desire to change it and when that happens let me tell you the people i've worked with in these last four five months the people that have been able to be in that space have attracted more opportunities more creativity than they've ever done before because they're operating from that space not a reactive space
0: beautiful well well put as well really really well put i think that's uh Uh, so needed right now with everything going on because i think for for most people seeing you know it, it it almost is a bit of a shock to the system with everything going on i mean you're right that there is always so much going on uh in the world but i think we are in an unparalleled time which is also not necessarily a bad thing i think out of chaos comes uh clarity sometimes as well so i think this is a very powerful time but sometimes when you're in the thick of it is when it's hardest to remember this, hardest to apply some of this. Uh, and speaking firsthand, I can, I can attest to that as well. And that's where the real challenge lies. And also what you were saying as well, was reminding me that uh, of a quote that I've kind of coined, which is, turn your pain into power, turn your challenges, into, sorry, turn your struggles into strength and make your challenges, allow your challenges to make you into a champion. Because I think it's through those that we will find who we truly are, who we truly choose to be, and what we're, what it is we're inspired to do what our calling is uh, and so i think um so i think that you know these times of challenge and uncertainty will actually ultimately bring out the best best the best in us uh that was a faux par if ever there was one um <laughs> bring out the best in us um uh and now i've lost my train of thought because of that
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it does bring out, it does bring out the best in us. So I, I think, you know, also when you, when, you know, if we just take a look at whatever we're, this one, uh, one uh, affirmation that I say that um, I think Dr. Martini I, m- I might be paraphrasing it myself is that, you know, everything we're exp- experiencing is bringing us back to our true authentic self. You know, it's allowing us to come back to us. You know, so sometimes we can, you know, go away from that. And again, the challenges we experience bring us back to that true, authentic self that we're meant to be.
0: Definitely. Yeah. So what's been uh, of all the experiences you've had, right? What like, you know, like I just mentioned as well, that sometimes I think, you know, in the thick of it, it can be the most difficult time to remember this. And this is one of the things that I teach in my life, life mastery skills is being able to recall this information when you're in the thick of it. Um, Can you tell us a bit about a, a time in your life when you've been in the thick of it? And you've kind of not applied this, but it's take. You know, you have got to that point eventually. But you know, you've been in a really challenging time in your life, uh, and how you were then able to turn it around. Was it just a question of you, enough time passed that things got a little bit better, or was it something specific you did?
1: You know, um, before I came across obviously uh, this work, it was very much that I would say that has been my most thick of it. But if I, I give, I'll give you two examples. One where I've like, okay, I've had access to the work. Now I have my own coach. So I know that when I'm in that, if people are turning to me, there is obviously going to be things that i need to have somebody there that's that it's wise to not that i need to i love to have her there is hey listen you know what i'm actually right now can't see this whole thing and i just need you to ask me the right questions and obviously as a coach it's great to have a coach cuz they are looking for your blind spots just like you're looking for them in your clients so Right now, I, I have an ongoing coach that I, I use, and she helps me through my challenges, anything that I'm unable to do. Obviously, there are things that I'm able to work through myself, but then I make a list of things that, you know, that I'm not really able to do. Um, and I have her there helping me do that. Um, but... I think the thick of it was when I was really most, I think, emotionally volatile. Um, and I think I just, I, I, it was that those challenges obviously that brought me to this work, but it still needed me to work on them, um, was when I was in relationships and my relationships, my partners, uh, would decide to outsource parts of our relationships. Now I call that outsourcing and most, Uh, As you said earlier, the average person would call that cheating, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and I can only call it outsourcing now because I I I knew that I'd I'd broken through that when I called it that. Um, until, I, until I got there, I still was would call it, you know, cheating. They cheated on me. But when I realized, um, A, my part that was played in that, but also the how that was absolutely serving me. I mean, you see, anything that we haven't learned to love is going to repeat until we have learned to love it. And when I mean learned to love it, it's see both sides of something and actually go, huh, I see there were downsides, because we're already knowing that. The minute we label something bad, we already know it's got downsides. But when we see there were equal upsides and see it to be neutral, we're able to move on from that. And I think that was my biggest challenging time. But I'm so grateful for that period of my life. One, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing um, unless it was for those two experiences. Um, And they happened twice, you know, one relationship, then the next one. And I'm going, what the hell is going on here, you know, Um, until I really I used the De Martini method to actually dissolve my emotional charges I had on those relationships, and then it came to the next one, and it didn't happen. And I'm going, isn't that interesting? Like the moment you see, because obviously the universe goes, all right, you learned your lesson, so we'll pull you, give you another one. It won't be that one. We'll just <laughs> give you another relationship. I'll just to have a
0: slight twist
1: yeah but i think at that time i mean i would say that was when i was in the brink of it that was the very thing that was affecting my work um also i, I mean i had health challenges then too um you know and that i think that part of it was ugh, can i really see how uh you know being in this position with my health not being able to walk like is that something that can even have an upside no I'm going, no, it just can't, you can't convince me that there is. I mean, I had that about this whole cheating challenge. I remember when I was like, no, there cannot be anything that can be an outside to this. (laughs) Um, But I had somebody quite stirred, uh, you know, to help me through that. Um, And John was there too, you know, and uh, I was able to break through that. And I think that was when I see that and and I look at that now, I go, yeah, that was outsourcing because clearly priorities were not being met and you know we only ever look outside the relationship when we don't see things being fulfilled inside the relationship um you know there are other ways to deal with it too when we don't if as long as we see what is the other partner doing that helps us um then you have a different type of relationship but i remember i remember this one well it's a funny quote but john says whatever you're not willing to do in a relationship be willing to delegate So I quickly started getting things back into our relationship (laughs) too that I was being delegated. So, Um, But yeah, I think that would be one of the key times where it was quite difficult and um, uh, challenging to even want to look at the other side and and not want to blame, you know, because it was very much like, oh, no, but it's their fault. It's all them. And how could they do it to me? And yeah, so that was one of the challenging times.
0: You you kind of uh, touched upon something which actually I think is a really important one as uh, 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 sorry important topic, uh, especially at the moment and one that we can create a soundbite out of this as well. So I'll pose you the question: When it comes to people who are single right now and going through the motions of trying to meet a partner, um, and I, I think the common theme one of the most common themes I hear is repeating patterns of you know that people are let me rephrase a different way people are repeating and attracting the same type of character or person in life over and over whether it's someone who's just out for one thing someone who doesn't value them someone who doesn't um uh uh is uh, you know not very proactive in the relationship and so doesn't know how to take action for example right so these are several things i hear all the time so what do you say to people who are constantly attracting the same thing over and over again how can someone collapse that thing ha- from happening so that they actually start to uh, meet someone different you know the, the the person that they want to meet they aspire to meet
1: um this might sound uh you know, I don't know what we want to say, but hey, I'm just going to be honest because I've had it said to me and it, sh- it shifted things for me. So we only attract um, things into a life that we haven't learned to love. And if they're repeatedly, like I just shared with you, my thing was around cheating. If it's repeatedly happening, then there is something that you have an infatuation with. I had an infatuation that all men must be loyal. When you're in a relationship, you're only loyal to that woman. You don't understand, Amit, like the degree of that infatuation and that stern belief and it being so one-sided. I can't tell you, like, you know, if you'd met me back in 2005, you know, you'd be like, (laughs) oh my God, really? So I'm not surprised the universe bought me the other side to actually humble me from this self-righteous view that I had. And if people are experiencing the same attraction that they're having into their life of specific people, look at where you are addicted to its opposite, because whatever you're addicted to this fantasy of this individual, you'll be attracting its opposite to help you see that the other side also has benefits. I think when when we look and see that, you see that, oh well, when this and and normally the only reason it's repeating is because the first time you experienced it, you've seen it to be a bad thing. And because you saw it to be a bad thing, the whole lesson is trying to repeat until you've, you know, what I call is that when you see something as a blessing, which is blessing and lesson together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love <is> it.
1: <laughs> when you see it to be that, you're not You're not trying to push it away. And I think when I was in my, once I'd gone through my cycle of the outsourcing and I got to that point where I was, I I kid you not, I was at that space where I was grateful for it, it happened. And I was going, I'm looking forward to the next time it happens. That was what I had said. And because of that, it almost feels like I was not attached to it happening again or not happening. And it's in that space that you would then attract a partner that doesn't necessarily, if you take care of certain things, have to look outside the relationship. But again, if you're attracting like, a, you know, an individual that is, um, you know, emotionally not forthcoming, for example, then clearly in the past, you've had a relationship where you've experienced that you thought it was bad you said to yourself i'm never going to do that kind of relationship again and the minute you say never the universe goes bam i'm going to give you a few more of those until you go i don't mind having that <laughs> <laughs> and that i don't mind having that is almost the it. that is the transformation because when you say i don't mind having that the universe goes all right you've done that one let's give you another one instead does that make sense
0: yeah no that makes perfect sense i think and uh uh i think something that's definitely much needed right now people need to hear that and understand that um that they they're gonna have to uh make certain changes in order to get a different result um but it's so it's so important so fundamental right now as well i think um people are always trying to find something outside of themselves and so long as they're doing that they're always going to be uh uh, getting a different kind of result to what they want, so it's yeah. uh, it, it's so it's so fundamentally important that people recognise that. So a yeah. couple of last questions for you, right? So oh, Amit,
1: yeah. I mean, just mm, more, one, one it. last thing, because you did say about the valuing, right? Um, somebody, people attracting people who don't value them. Well, the one thing I would say to those individual is until you value you the world on the outside won't value you and 100%. so all these people that are coming in Amen. are just a, <laughs> they are just a reflection of where you're not valuing yourself so if they're not valuing the time you're giving for example or something you know those are areas that you're also not seeing within yourself that is worthy of love and because you know when you see that no matter what you've done or not done is worthy of love you you have started to value yourself you started to master your own life you will then not need this i need somebody on the outside to value me because i perceive myself and value myself enough that i don't need that outside uh you know validation so i just wanted to kind of put that in there
0: no absolutely so true so so true and uh, i'll definitely Turn this into a soundbite for many people I know who struggle with that area of their life. So, two final questions for you: Someone watching this, they're, they're according to themselves, complete head case all over the shop right now. Uh, no control over their emotions, their thoughts. They're all over the shop. What can they do to begin to, you know, to initiate this journey of being in a level of mindset mastery? What can they do? What's the first? few steps that someone would need to take in order to start regaining control of their mind their life uh, and you know um, their emotions and so on so what what can they do
1: okay so I think I've given the two main questions above um, before when we spoke which is basically if you're really volatile in your emotions that's the first key thing is really to get yourself centered is ask you know if you're experiencing something challenging how's it serving me whatever you're fantasizing of how life should be what would be the downsides those are the two key questions um you know from the Martini method that i would say um, that would help you with that i think the other thing is we tend to make our life about all these small things when we don't have something big enough to focus on and i think what happens is that people start to live a uh, a life uh you know where things are done um you know by default and not by design and what that means is that your running it more so on the outside of what's happening rather than how you'd love your life to look so i'd actually like to say to people you know and and when you answer this it doesn't mean uh you know if you have something that isn't like this massive oh my god i'm gonna serve all these people it doesn't matter i don't you know there's no judgment on that but one question you could ask is if i knew i couldn't fail what would i absolutely love to do with my life and get handsomely or beautifully paid to do it. And I would ask that question every night before you go to bed. I would ask it when you wake up in the morning, because you when you ask it before you go to bed, your unconscious mind has already started to look for ways to fulfill that.
0: Repeat that question one more time just for yeah. people.
1: If I knew I if I knew I couldn't fail, what would I absolutely love to do with my life? And get handsomely or beautifully handsomely for guys beautifully for women uh paid to do it
0: i'm a beautiful man it's all good we're, we're, in, we're in the 21st century so good
1: <laughs> you know because I, I, I used to say handsomely and when i said it to one lady she's like but can i say beautifully i'm like sure you can so i was like in fact i'll make sure i add that one um so it, i think the reason with this is because sometimes what happens is when we don't know about that mission or that vision that we have we make life about all these little things that are going on and we hold on to them and we become a victim of what our circumstances. So when we understand that question and you know, we start to dissolve the emotions in the way of living that mission, then you know, we're not a victim of our history, we're a master of our destiny, which is allowing you to fulfill whatever's most important, that mission and vision. I think those few things and definitely like, you know, asking what what is really important to me? What are my values? What are my priorities? You know, I can give you a link to, uh, you know, people can actually find out what their values and priorities are um, so that they can actually see, well, where is everything operating from in the first place? Because if we know where we're now and we know where we'd love to be, well, then we can start to see how that can shift for us. But I think that question that I just gave you is so powerful. Because what that does is, you see, when I when somebody comes to me and says, oh, I don't know what I want to do with my life, though, you know? And I go, you do. A, you're already living it because you're already inspired by whatever you're spending your time, energy, money on, you're already doing it. Your highest values and your highest priorities are already your mission. But somewhere in the back of our brain whatever it is that we'd love to do we have either think we can't do it because we're not gonna make money we don't know enough our intellect doesn't enough or i don't have the right body to do it or uh you know what are my friends gonna say if i want to do that so that's why that first thing is if i knew i couldn't fail because everything else is just in your mind and as long as we know we know what you'd love to do well then we can deal with all the emotions that come in the way of you fulfilling that does that make sense um, and a lot of people, you know, they're able to really um, come clean with that. And, and don't worry if you're not getting clear, clear answers, like do it for a week, you'll start to see a pattern emerge. Um, but if you're really, really not getting clear um, an answer, just, just know that you're allowing it to be clouded by other people's opinions, that's why it's not coming clear. It's just clouded by emotions.
0: Uh, absolutely yeah i again i i couldn't agree more i think it's so so true final question for you which is i know we didn't get metaphysical today actually but we can save that for a part two which is good which we can get deep and dirty into the metaphysical another day um um and yeah so final question for you as well just about you personally what's the legacy you want to leave on earth
1: My personal legacy is not so much attached to like my name because that's just my physical form here now, but I really do want to help people see that they don't have to live a life where they are trying to live a fantasy and how see actually how beautiful, you know, perfect the world already is. And it's like people are striving for this perfection, but asking the right questions allows us to see what's perfect right now I want people to understand that living by their highest priorities highest values is the most meaningful thing that they can do with their life and the moment they start to see how they can connect to the divine how they can connect to the perfection of the universe by asking the right questions so that they don't have to go through the whole you know as I said the fantasy of oh my god it's all got to be positive I want, to, I want people to know that positive and negative mindset is something to embrace to get them what I call an optimum mindset.
0: Nice. I like that. I was uh, I put a post up on LinkedIn today. I was talking about that, uh, talking about goals. And I came up with my own acronym, uh, Soul Goals, which is uh, so, uh, goals that originate from the spirit, that are optimal, uh, that are uplifting and lucid. So that was my kind of acronym about goals and how we kind of can make goals for our lives and so forth. And that may be another topic for us to touch on at some point in the future. Um, yeah. But in the meantime, I would like to say... Thank you very
1: much. Oh, thank you. Big hug. Yeah, I know. Thank big virtual hug. hug. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. It's been amazing. And uh, I've been looking forward to it for a year for you to invite me on, you see. So, how fun
0: to invite me. I would say I saved the best to last, but I've saved the best until episode 17. There you go. Yeah, I was
1: going to yeah, yeah. say, you can't say that because yeah, there's no, more to come. So. There's definitely more to
0: come. <laughs> I I'll say the best so far until episode seventeen, that's what it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Every guest you have, you can say I've saved the best until now. Until now. Until now. now. Yeah, until until now. now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. And then I have to re-invite them and say that they've just bettered themselves anyway. So, that's all good. <laughs> do you know, what? it's been an absolute pleasure. And there will definitely 100% be a part two to this as well, because um, I think there's so much to learn um, from all the stuff that you do. And to everyone watching right now as well, I just want to actually one thing as well. I just want to say uh, thank you for your motivating words, motivating uh, in this pandemic situation in the world. It feels good and positive to hear, your, hear you both. Um, so that was some lovely words we had earlier as well, which I think, like I said, I think it's pretty much needed at the moment. People need um, a bit of guidance and direction because they're feeling a bit more lost than they perhaps otherwise would be. And so I think having something to channel their energy towards, to their mindset towards, ideas towards, and... Um, start working towards as well i I think it's more important now than it's ever been before so i want to say thank you for your time and uh, to anyone watching this if you've just joined the live Uh, do not worry you can watch it back but if you can't watch you will be able to catch the audio on all major podcast platforms as well it should be up and up there within 24 hours but probably sooner and what i'll also do is include all the links on the videos uh where you can connect with mammy as well if you want to speak to her more or connect with her or get coaching from her or whatever it might be uh then you'll be able to get in touch with her as well so uh, once again i just want to say. Uh, you're welcome. I want to say thank you for being a guest and being such a wonderful guest and a lovely guest. Uh, and like I said, this is just the beginning.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to part two. I think um, just as we finish, I'd like to just uh, you know say to whoever's listening is um, you know, you, you have a perfect gift here, a beautiful gift of life. Um, don't live it by default. Live it by design.
0: Nice message to finish on. I love that. Good little soundbite to add to the end. Love it. And, and uh, I'll also say as well, for anyone who's watching as well, you don't know this, but Manmi had to prop her laptop onto like four boxes, uh, box <laughs> house, <laughs> as the computer was playing up. Uh, but she went all the way home to get her laptop and came back to the office as well. So bless you for doing that.
1: <laughs> it's a challenge that I was going to endure to fulfill my <laughs> highest priority. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much once again, Amit. Mm-hmm. And uh, my love to Niyati. And I look forward to seeing you guys in person very very soon
0: absolutely stay on with me as well i'm going to end the lime street live stream and to everyone else feel inspired and make sure you check out all the other episodes as well and i will see you on the next episode have a beautiful week ahead Uh, god bless everyone take care